You're listening to Business Stories with Ryan Arcarachi, where I speak to business professionals from all walks of life. Thanks for listening, and let's get to it. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's a new episode. It's July. It's hot. There's a lot going on in the world. Um, and I am here with my newest guest, Mr. Scott Neal with Taylor Estridge based in Tampa, Florida. Scott's been in the franchise world as a franchise owner and now a consultant. And he's got a lot of advice on all the things going on in the world today with the economy and the worries and the fears um, out there. But before we get to that, Scott, thanks for being here. It's good to have you. Thank you, Ryan. Good morning. Good morning. So let's talk about you and your background. You've got a lot of experience with business ownership, um, but tell us how you, you kind of fell into the franchise world. Well, I um, I grew up in a, a family-owned business. My father was a pharmacist and owned four independent drugstores. So I was always kind of drawn to, to business ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, owned a restaurant right out of college for a while. And, uh, and then got a great corporate job with, with a large home builder, uh, you know, one of the largest home builders in the country and worked my way up and and was perfectly happy. Would have, would have stayed there forever. And then 2007, 2008 comes along and, uh, ended up getting laid off. And, uh, you know, I'm in Tampa, uh, never intended to stay in Tampa my whole life. But, uh, at the time, um, we were really happy with the schools our children were in. And my son had just got accepted to a, to a very nice high school, private high school here in Tampa mm-hmm. and, uh, didn't want to leave. And, but the, you know, Humboldt, I was working for, offered me other jobs in Michigan and Albuquerque and, you know, places like that. And I'm, I'm originally from South Carolina and, you know, Florida was a stretch for me, but, uh, so we wanted to try and stay in Tampa Yeah, and, there were no jobs uh, whatsoever. Um, so as as part of our uh, you know exit package, so to speak, uh, part of that was some career counseling, and, and uh, went to a career fair and, and ran into a franchise consultant, mm-hmm. and uh, ended up. Long story short, ended up buying a Serta Pro Painters franchise. And ran that a lot of hard work, uh, not scared of hard work, but it was definitely a lot. And uh, but ran that, grew it, um, like grew it exponentially over a period of about six years, and ended up selling it, um, and uh, sold it. You know, was very successful sale, and uh, and then eventually got back into home building with a really small builder. Uh, for a few years, and I, I just kind of never quit thinking about the consultant that we worked with. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What a what an interesting job! What a, you know, that's very intriguing to me. I mean, you're you're helping people find the right opportunities, and you know, you're helping them create a create a new life for themselves. Um, so I always found it interesting, and yeah. then uh, ended up getting a call from. Franserve, which is the company I'm affiliated with, uh, about the possibility of becoming a broker and or a consultant, and thought about it for a few months, and I was like, you know what, I'm I'm gonna pull the trigger, and uh, 
that's that's how we ended up where we're at today. Wow. I want to ask you too. So when you were early on before you got into the franchise world and you said you, you met a consultant, what, what was the, how did that person make you really think about franchise ownership? What was that experience like? Well, I was already thinking about maybe starting a business on my own, yeah. doing something because there were, there were really no, it was 2008. There, there were no opportunities. Right out there that related to any real experiences that, that I had. Right. And, um, you know, he, he explained that, you know, a couple of very important things that, you know, you don't have to recreate the wheel when you buy a franchise, right? That's what you're paying for process, proven processes and systems and, and ongoing support and, and all of that felt very nice to me, uh, made a lot of sense. He also explained that, you know, when you buy a franchise, nine and a half times out of 10, it can be a legacy business for you, meaning you can run it forever, give it to your children. Yep. Uh, they could, as a matter of fact, they could give it to their children at some point. Right. Or when you go to sell it, it's going to sell faster and it's going to sell for a higher multiple of revenue uh, than if you start something yourself. And those, those are facts. And that that was appealing as well. And then the brand, the, you know, the Serta Pro Painters franchise that he introduced us to, it felt to me a lot like the company I had worked for for so long. Just right. good, good people, good support, positive attitude. You know, it was just really felt good. Um, right. So, so that's kind of how we how I ended up in the in the franchise world. But you know, once I met the consultant and he he just kind of opened my eyes to to the benefits of franchising. Yeah, and I think that's what you just said. There is important. It's opening your eyes because you you said to me before we got on this this podcast, you said do you want to be part of the 99% or do you want to be part of the 1%? And I thought that was yeah. an interesting sort of idea that a lot of people, I think a lot of people right now are probably in, we're in your, you know, are in your shoes now that you were in back then. And what do you, what do you say to somebody who's got that itch, but they're afraid to take advantage and do it like you did? Yeah. To make the decision to, to become part of the one percent as opposed to the ninety-nine percent, yeah, is flat out scary as hell. I right. mean, it's probably one of the scariest things you'll ever do in your life. Right. And you know, but I mean, do you want to keep getting up every morning and looking at that same person in the mirror and doing the same thing you did before? Yeah. For somebody else who, oh, by the way, can fire you this afternoon for just about any reason. Mm -hmm. Or do you want do you want to control your path? And if you want to truly control your path, um there's gonna be risk no matter no matter what you decide to do. Yeah. There's there's gonna be risk. And you know, the question I ask people a lot is, you know, 
are you successful in your job? Yeah. Do you, do you outperform other people in similar roles? Um, you know, you have a consistent track record of right. being successful in your current role. And almost everybody's going to say yes. Yeah. And the, the obvious response to that is <laughs> why are you, why are you so scared to bet on yourself? Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's kind of my take. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you talked about your own journey and how with Serta Pro, it was a lot of work. Can you, I mean, I think a lot of people, you know, are going to, when you say a lot of work, like, can you talk about sort of what that day to day to day would look like when, when you started with the Serta Pro brand? Yeah. Um, when, when we started, we, we had jobs right away. Yeah. Like literally day one, not yeah. a lot, but, but we had jobs, but, you know, my focus coming from a, a sales and sales management background, my focus was on growing revenue and, and increasing sales. Right. Yeah. So kind of had the production part, had some help with that and kind of had that down path. So, um, so early on, literally I'm physically driving around, putting out yard signs and signs on street corners and going to chamber of commerce meetings and calling, you know, spending time on the phone, calling, you know, past clients who, who got an estimate, but never, never signed up to have a job actually done. And so it was a busy long day. Uh, you know, I would say 12, 14 hours a day. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, everybody likes to say work on your business, not in your business. Yeah. And, you know, that's true. But I think a lot of times when you start out, you, you, you've got to maybe work in your business a little bit before you can properly work on it. Right. So, right. so, so we spent a lot of time, at first working in it and slowly transition to working on it. Right. Um, and so, you know, year two, year three, particularly year four and on, you know, the, it was a transition from, from putting out yard signs and spending a ton of time on the phone and all that to, following the processes and systems that I had paid for to develop a business that generated leads and efficiently get out and do the estimates. And then you get better at producing those jobs too, right? You you learn how to buy product better. You learn how to manage your labor better. Uh, You know, and we also were, after year two, we were able to grow the commercial side of things for us, which became about 50% of our business. Mm-hmm. And um, that was great. Other than it's a, you know, it's a cash flow nightmare. But other than that, if you can, if you have the cash to, to suffer through it, it's a, it's a great revenue stream from, right. um, from painting perspective. And it's a good segue to what I wanted to talk about too, because obviously you're using, um, client tether and yep. for franchise sales and you have experience obviously in systems and tools and processes like this so talk to us a little bit about your experience with with us as far as 
your own business and how it's really helped you and how it could help others. Yeah, I will. I, I, I have, I'm far from writing any code or anything, but I do have some experience with CRMs and database stuff and all that. And, you know, when I worked for the large home builder, I was actually on a national committee to develop a CRM to be used nationwide and, you know, met once a month with this team of about 15 people. Oh. And uh, yeah, so I understand it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I get into the consulting thing and uh, I'm getting leads for prospective franchisees. And obviously there's a sequence to, to follow up. Right. Right. Uh, you know, typically a lead, not all the time, but a lot of times it's a guy sitting around at, at night after work, dreaming a little bit on his iPad and, you know, clicks for info on, info on four or five different things. And so typically you have to send a sequence of emails and text to, to try and actually start that conversation. Right. Uh, even though my service is, is free to that guy. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I was spending prior to, prior to starting to start using client teller, I was spending literally six to seven hours a day sending emails and texts. Um, and that's, that's not counting when you actually, you know, got through to somebody and started having conversations and finding the right opportunities for them. Right. So spending six to seven hours a day texting and emailing. And I had templates set up and all that, but it was still tedious. Yeah. And today I'm what four, three, four months into client tether. Yeah, not even a year. Yeah. Yeah. And today I I client tether does it all. It, yeah. it, everything's set up. I mean, the tax sequences intermix with the emails. Uh, you know, when I wake up in the morning, client tellers already sent me a list of you need to call these four people today or, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And, uh, so it's all laid out for me. It has saved me just an absolute ton of time. And and I looked at I looked at a million other things that are probably have better name recognition today. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to change. But I looked at a ton of other things that were not as robust and frankly more expensive. Right. Um, and uh, I just I have I have nothing bad to say. It's it's just it's been a, it's been a life changer for me. That's great. I mean, so and talk about a little bit about the experience from the prospect side. Like what sort of response are you hearing or feeling from the prospects and leads you talk to? Are they are they excited when they do speak to you because they've gotten a lot of these texts and these emails and they've been war warmed up? Is it a good is it a good flow for them too? Yeah, it is. And and you know the the great thing about client tether is it's in, it's intuitive enough to to stop or change a particular campaign once there's been some interaction with somebody, even if they've replied to an email or text. Yeah, um, you know that type of thing. So since I've since I've started using client tether, I 
I'm having more conversations. Uh, I'm probably having better conversations. And, uh, you know, inevitably without it, you may forget to send the text. You may forget to send a particular, you know, there, there are certain emails out of the handful that I'll send a prospect. There's certain ones that obviously work better than others. Yeah. And you could forget to send that one that, that hits a nerve with somebody. Well, with client tether, you're not going to forget. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, better, better results, better conversations uh, for sure. That's good. That's good. Well, uh, I really appreciate you talking to me, Scott, anything new going on or any kind of brands out there before we, we sign off here that you want to kind of promote uh, that you see that are good opportunities for people out there for, if you're, if you're a listener right now to the podcast and you're thinking about franchise ownership or business ownership, but you're not sure where to start, Scott's your guy, number one, but number two, what, what do you see out there as far as like brands up and coming Scott that are, that are, are good ones? Um, and what, what do you have to say too about people that are concerned about finances and the economy and all that stuff? Just a, a few last words about that too. Well, as, as far as, finances and the, and the economy I, I i just as soon i just as if I'm, if I'm out there looking for an opportunity i just as soon bet on myself as bet on somebody send me a check every two weeks right um as as far as brands go i think you know real risky space but there's some new cool stuff in in food and beverage yeah. Uh, one in particular is a brewery concept that's got a funky vibe, but you don't have to invest $2 million in equipment to brew beer. I mean, it's all the beers brewed in a centralized location. Right. Uh, it's called Voodoo Brewing. Um, two, you know, two other spaces I would mention that are really hot right now would be investing as a passive so, sort of a passive investor in multiple locations where you basically you basically act like a, the ceo and you the franchisor hires management staff for you you get the final say of course but basically you're managing the PL and they're managing the day-to-day -day. Mm -hmm. um and Although I'm not allowed to make earnings claims, I would tell you when you read the FDD for a lot of those types of opportunities, um, the return is considerably greater than you're going to make in the in the market today. Um, the the third space that a lot of people are having a lot of success in is is what we refer to as home services. So think, yeah. Businesses that aren't that sexy, like painting, flooring, right. even even like spray foam insulation, yeah. uh, these types of things. And great opportunities, easy businesses to run. Um, you know, great time frame for return on investment. Those types of things. Yeah. So that's kind of the three areas of focus right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I can do anything. I mean, I can, I can help you find a staffing business or, you know, a, a pet. Pet care is really big too, um, right now, and yep. not going away by any means. So, yeah. Um, 
but we can help you in any segment you, you may have interest or experience in. And I will say something that I learned just working in, in the, in the franchise technology world, home services is very lucrative. And I don't think people realize that everybody at some point is going to need some kind of home repair. Yep. Especially if you're in an area where there's, you know, weather issues, storms, flooding, uh, you know, in Florida, Scott, you guys have had storms. Um, so oh, yeah. problems come up in certain parts of the country and these are businesses people flat out need. They can't live without If There's home damage. You don't have much of a choice and you don't have much of a choice to go cheap. So these are in demand. And I don't think people realize there's so many home service concepts that are that are amazing to get into. Um, you know, yeah. like we're working with like the brothers that just do gutters. We worked with like lime painting and there's so many great brands that are lucrative. And like you said, they may not be sexy in terms of business and like cool and hip and new, but they are solid businesses to own and be successful with. I don't think people really realize that. And you know, from yeah. firsthand experience too. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, yeah, like in my case, those businesses are, are, once they're up and running, they're, they're very saleable at, at a pretty high multiple of revenue. Right. So that's, that's always a good, a good thing in my book as well. But yeah, I just, just recently placed a guy in California, got him set up with a footprints floors franchise. And, yeah. uh, we were, you know, yeah, yeah. The outlook, the outlook for that guy in that market based on the demographics is, I mean, he's going to create, he's super excited about it too. And he's, he's going to create a heck of a business that, right. you know, he can sell down the road. His kids could run it. I yeah. mean, any number of options, but, uh, and, and it's really simple business. He's right. I mean, he's a one man band right now. It won't always be that way, but the labor piece is subcontracted and, and the footprint sports people are going to help you learn how to find the subcontracted labor. That's part of what you're paying for. Yeah. So yeah, very exciting space. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Scott, I appreciate you being a client and working with us and we, we hope you, we hope you have some more success in the future, but I know you will. And if anybody's listening and wants to check out a franchise, especially in the home service world, like painting, flooring, roofing, you name it, people need this stuff. You need to reach out to Scott, Neil, Scott, how do people find you if they want to reach out and ask questions? You can shoot me an email at scott at taylorestridge.com. That's T-A-Y-L-O-R-E-S-T-R-I-D-G-E.com. I probably should have picked a shorter name. Um, <laughs> or you can call me, 813-220-8100. Uh, and you can also find me on Twitter and LinkedIn. Great. Well, thanks, Scott. Enjoy the rest of your summer out there in Tampa, and let's keep in touch. Sounds good, man. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. Thank you. Hey, this is Ryan. Are you in the market for a customer relationship management system for your business? Well, before you drop a dime, pick up my book, Customer Relationship Management Exposed, now available on Amazon. Just search Customer Relationship Management Exposed in my name, R-Y-A-N. A-R-C-O-R-A-C-I. This is your definitive guide to saving money before purchasing a CRM, so pick it up today.